I don't know. What's new with you? Normally I tell you the second a new thing happens. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying about the podcast <laughs> suffering because of our friendship. Uh, I, I don't think what's new with you is a segment on the podcast, though. No, it is. We're doing the podcast right now. Are we? Sure. Okay. Let's segment. What's new with you? What's new with I'll you? I'll come up with something. Okay. I just got this new raptor in this game, and I'm going to ride it around Wait, and kill hang it. hang on. Super bored. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know if we should do this. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me what's new with you and make it interesting. Uh, so I got this new raptor in real life. And uh, I'm locked in this room because I can't, I can't risk going outside. It'll get me. <laughs> Your lies are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful lies is all we have in this world. It's Encyclopedia Brunch. What do you think? Ah, it is. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, through the internet, is Catherine Kogert. Hey, Tim, it's really cool to be here. Yeah, it's just so exciting. I'm just so glad that you had us along. <laughs> Thanks, listener. Thanks for taking us on this trip. Oh, I feel like a dog who gets to go to the park. <laughs> Finally, I just... Well, it's, I mean, you and I both nap pretty much all day, right? And so, like, when we get to go out with the listener, yeah. that's an exciting time for us. Mm-hmm. I really just stay in the same spot until the listener comes home. Mm-hmm. Staring at the wall. Oh, the listener's and back. The listener, the listener. Home, the best part of my day. Oh. It's so sad somehow. <laughs> how are you doing, Tim? Me? I'm fantastic. Uh, in our new segment, how are you doing? Uh, it's... <laughs> Uh, it's a short segment uh, consisting of <laughs> this and nothing else. Moving on, our topic this week is... Seems rude, but okay. Dollar stores. I'm fine, thank you. Okay. Nope, nope. This is the entire... How are you doing? It's it's, it's really how it's Tim doing. It was poorly named. <laughs> dollar stores. What's your dollar store of the dollar store pantheon? Uh, your your Dollar Tree, your Family Dollar, your ninety nine cents only. Your um, I don't know. That's all I can think of. Well, it's Daiso, Daiso Japan, which is really a dollar fifty Daiso, store. Sure, yeah, at least here in San Francisco, yeah. it's a dollar fifty. Yeah, and um, it's not strictly a dollar fifty. It's most things dollar fifty. Yes, uh, the store that I go to, at least, it's if it's not labeled, it's a dollar fifty. Mm. Of those options, interesting. What do you okay. prefer? I think Daiso. Really? I think Daiso is the biggest adventure, you know, because mm-hmm. I I have the little I have the the least idea what I'm going to see when I go into a Daiso. Okay, close your eyes. What do you see inside uh-huh. the Daiso? I mean, you don't know. Maybe you should give me the family. A dollar. lot of like like pink and like light green. Hmm. So it's mostly colors. It's sort of a tie dye. Just store. colors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not tie dye because you can't make a tie dye. Well could make a tie-dye with two colors but mm. would you <laughs> well that's up to our best friend the listener oh the listener's back hello <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh they're listening to us <laughs> i feel uh, so shy now 
Um, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, well, but, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of Goofy inside of Daiso, right? Uh, and Mickey mm-hmm. sometimes, but mostly Goofy. Um, it's a lot of just like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> Why is there a giant talking dog inside Daiso? Yeah, it's odd. But, you know, that's the Japanese culture. Sometimes cultures have talking dogs, and we shouldn't be so normative about well, it. Well, Goofy got screwed on royalties, and mm. now he has to shop at the Daiso. He eats oh. ramen out of $1 pots, $1.50, excuse me. Yeah, come on. He's shopping. I didn't realize he was shopping. I thought he was there for, like, a, you know, a come to Goofy day at Daiso. Well, yeah, he unofficially does those, too, to maybe, like, earn some money on the side. Sure, yeah. He he is not doing well. No, well, poor poor Goofy. You know, I mean, I guess it's unfair to expect someone with a name like Goofy to negotiate a contract well. But at the same time, it's just like, <laughs> we've got to watch I out for yourself. I think the lawyers knew that, mm-hmm. and they took advantage of that. <laughs> That's exactly why they didn't hire Diligent, <laughs> the, the really uh, <laughs> stickler of a dog who reads everything very closely. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy and his brother Diligent. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, yeah, I'll just have to read this over very quick. So, what 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 is it referring to here? At uh, when you <laughs> when it says party number two, uh, that that could read easily mis- misconstrued. Uh, uh, <laughs> Diligent, that's why <laughs> he's a very sensible why? dog. It's a shame that Goofy didn't call Diligent to read his contract, but the thing is that they're really not on great terms. No, of course not. Well, one of them thinks the other one is a little tight. The other one thinks the other one is kind of like a layabout. Uh, he, yeah, can't, yeah. he can't play sports or uh, do any of the other things in those instructional videos. Do you remember those? I did. Yeah, no, I do remember those. Okay. I did really enjoy the the one season reality show that they had based on their lives. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What was it called again? Uh, <laughs> um, who let the dogs out? Yep, that was a it. It starts <laughs> Goofy, Diligent, and the Baja Men, who are also probably a little hard up for money and might be showing up at a Daiso near you. Who, who, who <laughs> will be at this Daiso on Tuesday? <laughs> Just get every penny you can out of that song, Baja Men. You deserve it. <laughs> Come on, it was a listen. When you write a song like that, that can be so catchy. I mean it's worth more than it's ever you're ever going to get out of it. And so I think you should just keep squeezing that lemon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's the economically responsible thing or mm-hmm. the fiscally responsible thing to do is to get all of the juice out of the lemon. As Goofy's brother Diligent would suggest. <laughs> I did like his cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> the Diligent way. It's just a lot of like how to use up stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of tips for like scraping the bowl completely <laughs> clean techniques. If you use a piece of bread, you can you can really get into some of the sauce. <laughs> Don't like the heel? Use it as a scoop for soup. A, a soup scoop. Soup sc- Missed opportunities. Only eat rhyming things. This is my dietary advice. I look advice. back on my life and I see so many missed opportunities with verbiage. Right there. That's where we see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess Daiso's a pretty good dollar store. Um, it feels, I guess it, it's like a new modern chic, right? It's the Blade Runner of dollar stores. It's, it's playing on... Whoa! Yeah. Please extend this metaphor. How so? I just feel like it's, it's using, um, it's using like a, a, a modern Asian aesthetic to really draw us in. Whereas like, so like a family dollar or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You walk in, there's like some weird candies or whatever. Um, but... Some army men. There's always army men. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and, and and but the thing about so the thing about the weird candies in the Family Dollar is I'm like, oh, those are bad candies. Those are like circus peanuts or um I don't know, what are some other bad candies? There's a whole the, the candy industry is about 50% bad candy manufacturing. Mhm. Um bit of honey, that's just terrible. Oh, Ugh, why oh. are we making those? Just entire people's lives go to bit of honey. Just get like Weathers caramels at mm. that point. Weathers. No. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I miss a, a consonant? Uh, a vowel, I think. Um, depends. Depends on how you were spelling it when you said Weathers. The thing about Daiso, though, is that <laughs> when I go in and I see the weird candy, I'm like, ooh, weird Japanese candy. Hello. Hello. I should mm-hmm, eat you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello, <laughs> cancer. How are you doing today? <laughs> Did you say cancer? Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, literally courting cancer. Mm, just checking it out is that is that where we're at now we're not really concerned with um uh sort of microbial based diseases it's just like well this probably causes cancer yeah i guess that's kind of where my brain went automatically Mm, interesting i i don't really associate getting like microbial diseases with candy but microbes love sugar so it seems like maybe i'm missing something conversely uh candy is often heated to extremely high temperatures so maybe you're right Maybe you're just generating carcinogens while killing microbes. Could be. Could Which be. are the ways candies are bad for us? Please elucidate them during the break while no one is listening. As we come oh, back diabetes. In just a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. Sorry, did I jump the gun there? And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch, talking about <laughs> dollar stores. The places you go when you don't really care what you want, but you just want to spend a dollar on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a great place to drop off your kids. Oh, is, is it? Timina, Tim, oh. Tim Jr. and Timina. They drive me around, if I'm honest. Like... <laughs> Well, you have you've got two tiny chauffeurs. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of them, one of them how... steers, and then one of them works the pedals. I don't want to talk about my theoretical kids who are better <laughs> at me than everything uh, anymore. <laughs> I really don't need this. They have terrible hair choices, though. So the key thing about <laughs> let's see, uh, reference episode on grocery store oh, grocery videos. Store videos. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's that's where yeah. the Tim and Tamina uh deep history comes from the cimmerillion of tim and tamina talking is uh <laughs> the grocery store videos episode of the doom to fail podcast so um the thing about uh dollar stores is that they they really aren't designed around a specific theme right it's not we sell groceries we sell flowers we sell uh candies um it's we sell things that cost a dollar if it can be manufactured and sold for a dollar we're in let's do it yeah. Which is an interesting idea in that it's essentially the Amazon.com in that they sell everything of really cheap stuff. It's a hypermarket. Tell me, what what does that mean? A hypermarket is like a, 
don't say Fred Meyer because that doesn't exist everywhere. Okay. Um, it's like a Walmart or a Kmart. Mm-hmm. It's like where they sell. There's like a grocery section, but there's also a children's clothing section and a toy section and a gardening section. Oh, I see. It's a hypermarket. It's a supermarket, but more. But more. Mm. Yeah. Super plus. I mean, it's a little like that, except I think a dollar store will uh, eschew things that ha- automatically have um, not high margin, but high overhead. That are so. For instance, groceries would not be sold at a dollar store unless they were canned goods. Maybe something that does canned not require. Total, there's a whole food aisle in a dollar store. Mm, what are some good things that you can a get? Whole, there? I'm sure that every single can is laced with lead, and I wouldn't buy a thing in there. <laughs> Except maybe ramen, because like that costs a dollar anyway. And I don't know. I hate my body. So <laughs> no, your body <laughs> loves sodium. In. Catherine loves sodium. That's true. Catherine loves sodium. Mm-hmm. Na. Mm. Plus Casey forever. <laughs> I didn't realize you were an ion now. Um, so, uh, well, no, I don't know. I feel like you're being too hard on the canned goods, right? They may just be, you know, secondary purchase. They may have been offloaded somewhere. They may have been, um, I don't know, bought because there was some kind of closeout sale or the company was going bankrupt. I know this doesn't sound like a good reason to buy a canned good and eat it, but it, it doesn't mean there's anything necessarily wrong with the canned good, right? It just meant like, ah, for some other reason, we had to get rid of this. And uh, No, but it does, it does seem to introduce a lot of extra risk into your food purchases. Sure. And I think, I think it's instinctual for us to uh, not risk food purchases, right? Let's just make that as safe yeah, as possible. That seems, yeah, that seems like a, a place you don't want to skimp on. In order to stay healthy. But I will put it to you, Catherine. Um, put it to me. Whole... Your, uh, put it to me? Early, early 90s hip-hop song. Oh, no, it was your guest spot at a <laughs> laugh-on. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Laugh-on. The horrible knockoff <laughs> in the, of the 70s sketch show, Laugh-In. Um, <laughs> laugh-on. Yeah. Laugh-on to me? Um so, but Whole Foods is like the opposite of this, right? So they're preying on the fact that we are uh, instinctually conservative in our food eating. Uh, and like, why take chances, right? Like, mm, I don't know about GMOs. Why take chances? I don't know about, um, I don't know, uh, saturated fats. Why take chances? Like anytime something may be bad, we're like, mm, why take chances? I will pay $10 million to go shopping at Whole Foods this week. Um <laughs> I think you're really overestimating how much Whole Foods costs. Oh man, if you've been to Whole Foods recently, it's pretty nuts. I have. No, (laughs) it's it is nuts. But ten million dollars, Tim. I don't know. You don't live in the Bay Area. That's basically ten million dollars. Ten million dollars is the median income in San Francisco. Million. Yep. Per month. Imagine that. (laughs) It's like some kind of boy. San Francisco sure sounds like a paradise. I should move there, shouldn't I? Mm -hmm. Yep. You ever see Waterworld? Imagine Waterworld, <laughs> except that a lot of different startup owners own those giant Dustin Hoffman boats, and they're all like warlords. That's basically what we've got going on here. Okay, this mm-hmm. sounds a lot like Mad Max. But yeah. No, it's with Waterworld. With like iPads instead of cars. Yeah, and a lot of water instead of cars. <laughs> Replace a lot of the things in Mad... A lot of the cars in Mad Max with other things, and you've got San Francisco. Actually, replace all those cars with Ubers. <laughs> Uh, a lo- yeah, and a lot of startup CEOs have crazy affectations too, mm-hmm. like the warlords in both of these movies. 
Well, hang on, my Uber's here. I've got um okay, it looks like it's gonna be a uh chrome and sandblasted uh monster truck with uh <laughs> a guy playing electric guitar on the front. Uh his name is Zed. <laughs> Zed, are you Zed? <laughs> yeah, hi, Car for Tim? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is me. Uh what's up? How how are you doing today? Oh, you know, just driving around, rocking out. <laughs> typical stuff oh really uh, you know <laughs> yeah i think i would play i would pay a small surplus if there was a guy <laughs> sure <laughs> mad max style with an electric guitar on front if i could ride around in that yeah no yeah. There's, 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 there's a new service they've got a small surplus uber uber x uber max the max stands for mad max <laughs> but it's uber and it, the max is in superscript so it's uber to the max mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah perfect ah oh, i can't believe we're doing all this free ideation for them <sighs> oh never say ideation it's bad form i've been here in Waterworld too long i'm sorry um <laughs> and so i think uh whole foods is like okay but it's expensive right it's at least 10 million dollars per visit we've agreed on this don't don't talk about it anymore um so <laughs> <laughs> so that is like the exact opposite right it's saying like I mean, the name, right? The marketing of Whole Foods itself is, it's Whole Food, it's good. No, it's good. And I feel like this is the exact opposite. The foods are whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good, the whole thing. I'm so sick of buying a cheese wedge. <laughs> it can't even roll. Um, I don't know, like, but isn't that... Can't you just say, like, well, listen, dollar store canned goods are uh, they're the anti-marketing, right? It's like, listen, I just got to go while it's getting good. I'm going to eat this old tuna. Thank you. There's certainly some some pragmatism to that um what would you eat from a dollar store what would i eat i I, I already told you ramen what would you eat anything everything the whole store nothing else uh Uh, condiments i'd go for condiments that's interesting why is that is it just because they they feel not bioavailable like nothing's gonna eat them because it's just mustard or like what do you kind of yeah Hmm. (laughs) like they're poisonous in large enough quantities to me (laughs) why not everything else (laughs) i mean i think you can eat as much mustard as you want it's just unpleasant (laughs) no i'm pretty sure you would start to throw up after a while really i wonder where that line is how will we ever know let's do an experiment tim here's a bowl of mustard oh thank you clinkle clinkle mustard sounds mustard sounds um no uh although i did uh one time my junior prom in high school i was bet ten dollars that i wouldn't need a spoonful of dip and um because i apparently had no interest yeah like a heaping spoonful still yeah right this is why i took the bet and that absolutely because i apparently had no interest in my date uh apparently more interested in getting ten (laughs) dollars than seeming interesting or attractive or not boorish to my date to my junior prom yeah this sounds like a high school boy yeah, yeah i got that ten dollars i ate that dip it was gross <laughs> and i did not die only my high school love prospects died and you married that girl mm-hmm. <laughs> and here she is now oh wait she's not and it was all a dream and it turns out eating dip is not a great way to attract women <laughs> well lesson learned through this terrifying parable Boy, we've learned so much tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we've learned if you're down on a l- on your luck, go to a Daiso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check it out. 
Yeah. Uh, we've learned why Whole Foods is called Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. How much it costs to shop there. Here's your answer. San Francisco's like. Yeah. What? If you don't know why something is called a thing, just imagine it's some sort of manipulation of you and your emotions. What's a good example of some of a name that's manipulating my emotions? Uh, besides Whole Foods. Um, besides Whole Foods. Well, Three Musketeers, obviously. I mean, I think that's trying to like play <laughs> at your desire to have teams, uh, desire to uh, you know work towards progress. It's not named for the, like the three different components in a Three Musketeers. Oh, sure. But it's also named because uh, they want you to really identify with that. You are the D'Artagnan in the candy bar mix. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have joined these three musketeers but of D'Artagnan nougat chocolate. D'Artagnan was so young and brash. I don't want to be D'Artagnan. Well, then maybe the three musketeers bar is not for you. Have you tried a hundred grand bar? Why would I want to try a hundred grand bar? Because you'll be that rich. That sounds expensive. And sophisticated. Oh no! But you're getting a deal too. That's the other side of it, right? Does it Isn't come that... with a monocle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every every hundred grand bar has a little single use monocle. Single use monocles. Yeah, have you seen those? Zach Weiner sells them from uh, Saturday oh, really? morning breakfast cartoon comics. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're still available, but for a while he was like kickstartering single use monocles. They came in like a um. The whole play was on, like, uh, condoms. They came in, like, a condom-type thing, and it was, like... It, it oh, was good. I can see that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, uh, listeners should should look up uh, that and see if they can get one <laughs> for fun. <laughs> no, for serious business reasons. Okay. <laughs> get them for whatever reason. We're not the boss of you. Ask your mom why you should get one, and we'll see from there. Or, you know, if you're an adult, you don't have to ask your mom. You can just get one. That's the great thing about being an adult. You don't have to ask your mom anymore. Strongly disapprove. We'll be back in a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. on the doom to fail podcast oh no and we're back on encyclopedia brunch talking about dollar stores (laughs) (laughs) so excited you seem so excited i'm really excited (laughs) what's what's like uh one of the most exciting things you can get at a dollar store like what's what's something that so like dollar stores right are either for random junk or like a goofy, weird, exciting thing, which I think is why that uh, Daiso seems appealing, right? It's because it has the extra Blade Runner edge of goofy, weird, exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. Like those, um, didn't we get those inflatable swans from Daiso? Do you know those ones? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for my bachelorette party, uh, we got some, it was super crazy. They were, I don't even know how to describe them. Uh, so the, it was a, like a, plas- a, a plastic swan, and then you could break something inside to start. I think it was like just baking powder and a, like some vinegar or something. So you broke the pouch, and 
then that started like a gas production react something like carbon dioxide or something was being mm-hmm. produced in order to like blow it up which was crazy and it, it the, the directions on the box instructed you to put it on your put it on your on your crotch so it looked like a, a like an erect penis but it was a swan i really 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 like how much trouble you had saying crotch but once you got through that you were just like let's just say penis let's just do it <laughs> oh yeah it was a barrier to entry for me mm-hmm. yeah no once you get over the hump it's all downhill you're just like mm. picking out words at that point uh, yeah those <laughs> I'll were weird take that one <laughs> and that one yeah um and there were also inflatable boobs you could have bought from really? Daiso. Yeah. Mm. There was a whole section of just like things for your bachelor or bachelorette party. <laughs> Goofy weird But jump. weird in Japanese. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah. so I feel like that is especially dominant in a Daiso uh because uh weird Japanese stuff, sure. But I think aren't there also things like that in a dollar store where you might just be excited to go into a dollar store to get like a you know a, a non-culturally affiliated dollar store, or I guess an American culturally affiliated dollar store. American, because there's there's little army guys. That's it. That's that's what we're excited about to get from. A there's something store. very American about those olive army guys. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it feels very D-Day. Hmm. It does. It really does. We should do a podcast mm-hmm. on army guys. That would be interesting. Ooh, I'd love to. All right, stay tuned. I know folks. that sounded sarcastic, but I'm on board. Okay. Uh. Um, let's see. You know, this is a hard question to answer because I haven't bought anything. Like, I mean, this is the great thing about these little purchases is you don't know what it is until you see it. And you're like, this is what I've needed my entire Mm. life. And I am only just now realizing it. And that's the magical thing about capitalism. (laughs) Is that it tells you what you want. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we have... you don't have to want anything because there's a whole list of things that you get handed, like <laughs> in every commercial break. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're either going to want this or you're going to get it to keep up with your friends because you want their respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, it's just grand. Um, so we talked about this a little bit on our uh, grocery store videos episode. This sort of uh, serendipitous purchase of a thing you didn't really want and don't really need, but it's fun, um, like a grocery store video. But the key difference, I feel like, was that with a grocery store video, the whole idea was you're already there, right? You're buying food, which we're all agreed, capitalism or not, you definitely need food. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas the dollar store, it sounds like you're... I like the idea that you can go in because you're saying, I am opening myself to the universe. I would love to have a serendipitous moment where I realize that I need this uh, weird hand puppet or... Um, a bunch of off-brand paper <laughs> or finger towels. puppet, right? Or like, like, um, maybe the finger puppet is like a hand, and then you could put finger puppets on each of the fingers of the hand, that, and then you can have fractal finger puppets. <laughs> yeah, uh, infinite finger puppets <laughs> with infinite fingers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there, there's a certain uh, element of uh, taking control of your own destiny there, right? Is that it's serendipitous, but you're saying, I will I will have this moment. I will enter in. I will spin the big wheel and see, is there a thing that it turns out will be amazing for my life inside of this dollar store? 
Is there something for me? It's like the beginning of a Disney movie. It's the I Wish song. <laughs> yeah, I wish Could so. there be something for me? <laughs> Could it be in this dollar store? <laughs> right what I was looking for. Something more. Uh, God, when will Disney get to that musical about using a bottom of the barrel retail? <laughs> matter of time mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time what princess- i bet pixar does it first yeah. it really does seem more like a pixar what part. happens in a dollar store when everyone goes to sleep <laughs> the uh the toilet brush gets up and goes is anyone else animated Any- <laughs> are, are no. you guys no. no you're all just inanimate objects oh is it just me? oh my god that's so profoundly lonely <laughs> not even the other toilet brushes why if you were that toilet brush you would be like why god why me (laughs) (sighs) you know at least it's a question though that the toilet brush gets to ask itself yeah yeah this actually feels like a real pixar short (laughs) (laughs) not the whole movie but definitely a short i like this idea a lot yeah yeah (laughs) oh boy um let's see so dollar stores uh how do they make any money right so okay so they're they're a price point retailer which we went over earlier that uh they're basically focused on things you can sell for a price not necessarily uh, a theme and they get their um they they they're retail of opportunity which fits into our serendipitous uh motif very well yeah um because they're not just saying like well we're gonna specialize our logistics to like pick out flowers they're saying we're gonna just find Little moments. They're the seagulls. They're the seagulls of retail. <laughs> also, the name oh, of my latest band. I was thinking about the band for a second. I oh. was like, they ran. They ran so far away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why I went to the band. Yeah, I don't know why not. <laughs> I don't know. You're just my heart's to... always an '80s new wave. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, the opportunities that they seize are You're in my car. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, were you saying something? Here in my car, I am buying old soup, and <laughs> basically, they're basically it's it's what you expect, right? They buy either generic brand goods, or um, they buy something at a closeout sale, or something went bankrupt, uh, or they just you know are able to pick up the little the the remnants of the logistics because they're the seagulls, or. They uh, grow all the way into, apparently, uh, one of the originals. So, Dollar Stores came out of Five and Dimes, right? Which was a model uh, started by Woolworths, which said, Mm -hmm. okay, let's just, uh, we're just going to sell cheap things. Um, And then a bunch of similar ideas came up. One of them was Walton's, which eventually became Walmart. And uh, their whole thing now, they're so big that they actually save money just by saying, listen, we're going to buy 50% of your stock. So you're going to sell it to us at whatever price we say. And that's it. They they dominate it. Um, wow. When I worked at... That's one way to do it. Yeah. No, when I worked at Unilever, I would talk to the packaging guys, the guys who designed like the bottles and stuff that the shampoos came in. And they said like, yeah, a lot of our design choices come from what Walmart wants. Which is just like, Unilever's a huge company. But it was just like, well, Walmart buys a lot. We're just going to figure out what they need and go from there. It's crazy. Hmm. Hmm. It is interesting to me how many of these organizations are family run. That is interesting. Do you have any insight on that? I wish I, I'm not sure I do. Um, I think that, well, I don't think that 
this feeling really persists in any sense. But I like to think in like the 30s when like the we're just going to sell things super cheap. Really, it probably all came out of the depression, right? Yeah. The dollar store mentality. It was like, well, let's let's just kind of do the right thing here and like find a way to sell something that A, people have money to buy, but B, can actually serve the people rather than just be an ideal that people will never achieve because the depression just happened and we're still recovering from that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think you get, I don't think you get budget stores to work by the goodness of your heart, right? There's a lot of room to have some goodness of your heart uh, be part of the margin when you're also making pretty good margins. Otherwise, I think, you know, certainly with, with you know, your Walmarts, your Costco's, et cetera. Um, those are definitely all just run by ruthless logistics like you efficiency everything um to the point where like you know costco minimizes the lighting that they have in their store by installing skylights like so they save a little on electricity um and i imagine that was part of the deal so woolworths was founded uh it went through a series of um versions but late 1800s 1879 ish and um one of their things was to uh develop this model of kind of having a floor where things are stored and, uh, you know, inside brightly lit cases and display things really well, because then you could, you didn't need to have as knowledgeable of clerks anymore, because traditionally the model was, uh, you walk into a store and be like, hey, I need some twine. And they're like, all right, what kind of twine would you like? We have a series of twines. And then they would like hand you some twines and get you to see. And it was very hands-on. It was like a full service style. And uh, Woolworths kind of moved it much more towards what we recognize today as like you walk into the store, you find the thing you want, you bring it up, it has a price and the clerk just punches it. So clerk became a low skill job and then could be paid less. Um, and so, I mean, I, I think that's the kind of efficiency that was kind of started like that that that's not a thing we think of as efficiency now but at the time it was like that was a big deal um so i i don't know i mean i think i think there may have been some degree of like well we got to have cheap stuff so that people can afford it but at the same time i think in the back on the back end they're still just like okay but where can we save money cuz we got to make money how does that sit emotionally yeah. with you what how does that sit emotionally with you I don't know. It's a bummer. Um, I guess That's this funny. is my perception of how the world's been going, that it's been driven more and more towards the ruthless efficiency side of mm -hmm. like, well, we could get sued if our shareholders say that we didn't make all of the decisions to make all of the money. So we have to uh, at all times be ruthless mm -hmm. just or else. Um, and it, this is just my perception of how history has gone is that it wasn't always that way. There, like, I think that a lot of people would like to do the right thing and they find themselves in a situation where doing the right thing is just too inconvenient to bother with. But um, I don't know. It just seems like in a simpler time, like in the 30s or post-Depression America, it was easier to just do the right thing. <laughs> I mean, so do you remember when we talked about classical music and you suggested that yeah. uh, classical music may just have been the pop music of the day? And that now it's just crummy pop music. It's just like, well, it doesn't really work anymore because we've, we've gotten better at pop music. And so uh, the ear, earworm science has come a long way. Um, I think I think this may have been the case with dollar stores here is or kind of what you're talking about where you're talking about ruthlessness. Right. I think ruthlessness has just developed um, in orders of magnitude since 1900 or so um, such that we don't recognize the ruthlessness of 1900 
be as ruthlessness anymore and now it seems quaint but I, I think there may have been a time when you know doing things like well we just leave the goods out on the floor um and people pick them up was like geez what, what happened to the human touch right you know what happened to like walking in and just being like oh what's up man or like i mean this is not entirely related but the uh um the practice of having a specific price for a specific object you know like well this thing costs a dollar uh or five cents as it was in the time incidentally uh five cents in 1913 uh inflation adjusted to 2009 is about one dollar and eight cents so the five and dime really was of a dollar store uh or Ah. a one and two dollar store um but like but but like these ideas of just like having a specific price for a thing um that may you know we see that as just like oh yeah that's reasonable you just have a price that's good but you know at the time maybe it was like well geez whatever happened to negotiation whatever happened to being able to just like work with a person and be like i don't know how much do you mm-hmm. really want to make this happen so but also like having a specific price for something is a protection on both sides for the consumer and the um company because then you can't be accused of discrimination sure but at the same time isn't uh having ruthless logistics a protection of a sort in that like well we're just keeping everything as cheap as possible and you know as carbon neutral as possible in a sense right if you waste less energy on getting a product to the store on powering your lights on etc uh you know like there's lots and lots of markets there that you can just be like oh yeah look see we're helping everyone by being ruthlessly and brutally efficient cold calculators that minimize the loss of entropy yeah. No, you probably have a good point there. Catherine, someday you and I will both be replaced by yeah. robots and the stores we go to will be replaced by robots and we'll all be a lot more efficient and it will be good for I'm everyone. I'm looking forward to it. Mm, all right. Well, with that, uh, let's come back next week on Encyclopedia Brunch for another delicious moment. And uh, <laughs> that's what we're saying, right? All right, good. Everyone's having a good time. Until then, that's Catherine Cogart over there. Tim Dobbs right over here. Tim Dobbs right over here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.